and welcome to this brand new podcast called On Your Terms with me, Fahima Adam. This podcast is all about figuring out, identifying what it means to live life on your own terms. And once you've done that, figuring out how you can do it and how you can keep it. So on this podcast, I'm going to be talking to lots of different guests from a variety of backgrounds about what they do to live life on their own terms and the challenges that they experience, the nuggets of wisdom that they might be able to share with all of us. If you're into professional and personal growth and development, then this podcast is definitely for you. Please like and subscribe. It'll help this podcast to grow and for me to be able to continue to do it. So thank you for your support and let's get straight to the first episode. Hi and welcome to the very first episode of this podcast, On Your Terms, with me, Fahima Adam. On today's episode, we have a guest called David Wilkes. David is a business coach, a mentor, and he is also a project manager. But aside from all of those work-related things that David is, he's also my friend, and he's somebody that I know has figured out how to live life on his own terms. So my conversation today with David was really lovely and casual. We had a really nice chat. I've known David for four years now. And we just had a great chat, which I will be sharing with you. And some of my favorite parts of our conversation include a little story he told about how we can all make sure that we can fit everything in. So all the things that are important to us in our lives, how is it possible to actually make them all fit in? And he gave it an analogy, a little story. And we talked about that in some detail. So I really enjoyed that part. I hope you do too. We also talked about being open to experiences in life, including, and I'm not sure I'm very up for this, but including things like trying ox's tongue. Yeah, eating it. Yeah, I'm not so sure on that one. But anyway, please listen to the podcast. Please also like and subscribe. This is a new podcast and for it to work and for me to be able to continue to record this podcast, your support with likes and subscribing will mean that I can do this. So without further ado, enjoy the podcast. Lord David Wilkes, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my goodness wow so we're here i've been looking forward to this conversation and and me i i genuinely am so stoked about this it's it's really it's really exciting oh great so david do you know i i started off by introducing you as lord david wilkes now that's the name that i've known you by for the last four years nearly that i've known you but i've never asked where did that name come from are you happy oh, to gosh. share no, I, I don't mind sharing. So really, we have to go back about sort of 10, 12 years ago. Basically, we owned a, an insurance brokerage at the time. Right. And I was at one of these, you know, these network dues. Mm. And um, basically, the, the way that they did it, they had some sort of introduction. Then they'd go around the room, getting everybody to stand up for 30 seconds, do their elevator pitch. And um, I'm in a room of 25, 30 
business owners or business representatives in this room. And, you know, you go around the, the room and you're hearing about accountants and there'll be some sign printer and you've got some sort of artist and somebody on social media or whatever. Yeah. And inevitably, there's one, two, three insurance brokers in the room, especially when you've got 30 or 40 people in. Yeah. And um, when it came around to me, I was probably about the, I don't know, the second or the third insurance broker oh, to no. stand up going, oh, please pick me, yeah. you know. And with the greatest respect, why on earth should they? You know, everybody needs to have that, you know, a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and you can say that we're the personal broker and you know, all this, that and the other. Mm. But it's difficult for people to relate to it unless they really need insurance there and then. True, true. And so I went away from the meeting knowing full well that it hadn't been great and there wasn't that much interaction apart from the people on your table. Right. And uh, I did a little bit of chastising, saying, come on, you're going to have to sort yourself out on this um, and and a bit better promotion. Mm. It suddenly occurred to me. So the next time I went to this meeting, about a month later, and there we are again, 25 people in the room. This time I've turned up wearing a cravat, a (laughs) waistcoat, a gold cravat, golden waistcoat and a nice tweed jacket on. Now, later on, people let on saying I look more like Toad of Toad Hall, but it doesn't matter. And when it came around to me, and the the penultimate person who stood up before me was an insurance broker, and there he was, nice and smart, blah, blah, blah. And it said all the right things. Yeah. But you can see people nodding and going, oh, okay, yeah, that's an insurance broker for you. So it came to me, and I just I leapt up in full regalia, and I went, "I'm Lord Wilkes of Lionheart Insurance." Like this, every all of a sudden, everybody oh, stopped and looked. That's and it brilliant. Made, it yes. made a difference. So I wanted to basically create a bit of a brand in the first place, and it was great because that particular session, you know, I got to meet quite a few people who all came over Lord Wilkes, and still now I know there's people come over thinking I've actually got a lordship, but I haven't. My son's got one of those. Oh whatever is half a dozen centimetres in Scotland somewhere. But, um, you, you know, but apart from that, and he says, oh, I'm a proper Lord, Dad. But anyway, that's, that's another thing. Uh, oh, do you know what? That's brilliant. That's, do you know, was that your own idea? Yes. Yeah. And it's a very brave thing to do, isn't it? Like, it must have taken some guts to put the gold cravat and everything on and stand up and say it. So, well, this, this is very you. It's very you. Well, <laughs> yes, you've got to be a little bit extrovert to be able to pull it off. But, uh, you know, brilliant. and I certainly wouldn't encourage other people. But I, I do know of a number of other people who then turn around and call themselves Duke or, or Remedy. Oh, but at <laughs> turn of the millennium, I was working with a, a software company who had 25% of people who worked there were from X-Forces. And it was fantastic. So okay. we got to learn. Yeah. We were doing a lot with the RAF and the MOD and some of the other international air forces. Mm. And um, we actually had, a, as a bit of a joke amongst us, calling each other wing commander and all this, that, and all that. And some of the guys who I actually worked with were wing, proper wing commanders, you know, or whatever. But, so we used <laughs> yeah. to have we used to have some fun about that. And um, the, one of the project managers who worked for me was called Sean, really nice guy, but he got a really vibrant, Ginger hair. Well, of course, what fits in oh, the right. World War Two? But what oh, ginger? So we used to do all that sort of oh. stuff, you know. And it, yeah, yeah. It binds teams together when you can have yeah. that because no, no one was being rude or anything like that. It's just yeah. you know you've got that thing in common, and I think that nickname is nice. Yeah, like you said, it connects people, doesn't it? And like, yes, it's interesting that I've never questioned it because it just suits you somehow. <laughs> so it's just like. It's always just been, yeah, that's, you know, Lord Wilkes, that's Dave, that's just normal. But, yeah, I'm glad I asked. (laughs) There you go. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. I also just wanted to say, before we get into some more meaty topics, thank you for 
coming on this podcast. It's the first episode, but not only for coming on the podcast, but for mentoring me through the whole process of getting it all set up. I really appreciate that. You're so thank you. very welcome. Very, very welcome, Fahima. And one of the reasons why I really wanted you as my first guest on this podcast is because you really do live life on your own terms. From here, from where I'm sitting, that's what it looks like. And one of the things you said to me is, so one of the things you do, Dave, is you do lots and lots of different activities, mm. don't you? And one of the things you said to me is that you've got, almost got, an activity for every letter of the alphabet. Uh, well, let's just be clear. I, I don't do 26 activities. <laughs> I've done a lot of yes. different things. You know, I'm getting a bit of a, an older man these days. But um, I've always tried to, any opportunity of doing something, you know, that piques my interest, to just at least give it a go. You know, everything from the different types of food you can eat and whatever else yeah. to any activities. So, yes, and coupled with the fact that I've always said, you know, my wife and I have been married for quite a long time. But when we first started going out and whatever else, I've always tried to encourage her to do her hobbies. Yes. And, you know, and she does the same back with me. And in fact, just as we first met, I think it was only a couple of weeks after, I went off for a week and, and learned how to hang glide, you know, because I'd never done it oh, like wow. that. Yeah, so. So do you and Lady W both have separate activities and then some joint activities? Is that what your weeks look like? That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. As you'll get to know, some of the things I do, there's no chance of getting my wife on the sea much. She oh. doesn't really like, although she loves cruising, she doesn't like boats. And the diving, I'm pretty sure, is that something she wouldn't do? No? No, there's no chance of, I mean, we might get her swimming, but yeah. we certainly won't get her putting her head in the water, so... Yeah, there's so many different things. She doesn't like heights, so she'll never come snowboarding with me and, and all these sort of things. So. I think I remember you saying that you did ballroom dancing or... Oh, no, that was something. Yes, we did do that for about three years together. Wow, okay. It was, it was one of the things that um, she'd tried to persuade me for about 10 or 15 years <laughs> to do. And I kept on going, no, 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 the real men don't do ballroom dancing. <laughs> That's a long game that she played there. Well done for actually finally getting you to do it. She's very patient with me mostly. That's but sorry, I, I know you wanted to go about the, the alphabet, but it's just quickly about ballroom dancing. It's a funny yeah. story. So we were supposed to have gone on a cruise with my parents. Okay. Just my wife and I and my parents. And uh, they are massive Strictly Come Dancing fans. Oh, okay. So I cooked up this plan because you know me with my blooming ideas, <laughs> right? So I thought, wouldn't it be really funny if we happen to be on a cruise together, right, and uh, we say, oh, let's go for a walk after the show or whatever. Oh, look, there's a ballroom. They're doing some ballroom dancing. I'll watch it for about five minutes, then say to Lady W, um, should we fancy having a quick trip around the, the floor like no this? Way. And then just falls off. That's what that, this was my plan, that's right? Very and, lovely and with them not knowing, that's it, without them knowing about the training we did. So oh. for six months... Honestly, for six months, we had secret lessons, oh, wow. right? So, so I learned how to ballroom dance. Only a, a few different sort of uh, steps, you know, waltz and foxtrot and all that sort of stuff, with the whole idea that when we went out on this cruise, I'd surprise them because I thought this was the funniest thing, going, that's so easy. This right? is brilliant. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's a little bit of sadness as well, though. Unfortunately, what was it, three weeks before we were to fly, mm. My father-in-law passed away, oh, no. so we couldn't go because his funeral was actually during the holiday, and yeah. and so so I actually let the cat out the bag, and they were so impressed, my parents. That I'd oh, that's it. another long game, isn't it? Yeah, 
But uh, so, yeah, but I thought that was just you know a, a worthwhile thing. Yes, it was. We ended up keeping it up. That's such a lovely idea. And it meant that you actually did the dancing that your wife had wanted to do for so many years. Yes, so, so exactly. I mean, it's a way of being able to make everybody happy. And Yeah. Oh, that's a really lovely story. But with regard to the alphabet, I mean, I, I said that jokingly, more because of just the variety of stuff I've done. Yes, yes. And like you said, like, it's not just an activity like dancing or diving it's also like you said you've got this interest in trying different foods or experiencing different things and traveling and there's all these different different sides it's not just activity after activity is it Dave? this is it i mean i was lucky enough to because of work i managed to get out to shanghai three times and um, we really explored as much as we could. There was a small group of us. And um, a couple of times, the local people would take us out for a, a proper Chinese meal. Oh, nice. And um, the one meal, there was quite a lot of us, so they decided they would surprise us with a few dishes. Oh. And I remember, you know, different things coming out, and I went, oh, what's that? And they went, oh, just try it. And I, no, no, what, what is it? Oh, no. Now, one thing, imagine this is um, a bit like a piece of asparagus, sort of right. 12, 15 centimetres long, yeah, um, or sort of four inches in old money. And it was just there on the plate. There was a load of them on there. And they said, go and try that. Did you Did you just try it or did you insist? Of course I did. <laughs> I would definitely be like, no, I need to know what it is. <laughs> there was a lot of gristle in there, but there was, there was a little bit You're of You're braver than I am. And it turned out to be a duck's tongue. Oh, no. You can't yeah, yeah, eat yeah. a tongue. That's just... Oh. Ox's tongue's been a, a thing that... I know. Oh, I wouldn't. Another time, we went out with this lovely lad called Jason who um, says, right, I'm going to have to take you to this one restaurant. And we just said to him, tell you what, you order. Order what you'd normally eat. Yeah, we will eat anything idea. you put in front of us. Yeah. And there was all these various bits and pieces come out. And there was thin pancakes. And I was I was expecting, you know, uh, the crispy duck. Yes. You know, obviously, that's what we over here. There was none of that. There was other mm-hmm. foods on there. And it's like, when do you eat those type thing? Anyway, it got this one big, almost like a plastic bowl, right? Just thick sauce in the middle. Black as the ice of spades, it was. You know what I mean? It really was dark sauce. And I'm watching him sort of fishing bits out. And I'm going, what's what's that? And he says, "Um, ball, try it. And we went, ball. That doesn't make any sense. So I fished some. Why is it liquidy? Well, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So the old chopsticks out, fished out, and it's really small bones with bits of meat on. Oh. This is just eat, eat, eat. And I'm like, well, obviously only the meat, but I tried the meat, and I'm like, it's a bit odd, but I tried a little bit more. (laughs) And I says, what is it, though? Is this ball? I says, it can't be ball. These bones are way too small. Yeah. And he says, what are you talking about? I says, for bull, it's it's like this. And he says, oh, how big are your bullfrogs? And it was bullfrogs that we were eating. Right no! Away, honestly. Oh, oh, my gosh. Is that what he meant? Yeah. Oh, oh we did laugh. We did laugh. So you've, you've had this tongue. Duck's tongue, and yeah. And you, you still, another time, let someone else choose for you and still went and tried something. Of course, yeah, of course, why not? Oh, I mean, it, you know, life's an adventure and, and, and this, that and the other. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't get scared, but isn't that the definition of, of true, well, not true bravery, but, but just because you're scared, you do it anyway. I am very inspired and I do think it's brilliant because, like I said, this is, you know, it's all about living life on your own terms and almost checking your own boundaries and seeing, well, what am I comfortable with? And you're definitely more comfortable with things than I am. And oh, bless you. I aspire to that level of bravery and just kind of going with the flow and saying, yeah, let's try it. 
what's the worst that can happen? You get a really dodgy tummy, really dodgy tummy, right? That's it. <laughs> this is it. So, uh, you know, and yeah, but isn't it great to have, you know, a whole bag of stories? I mean, yeah. I bet, yeah. Like, you're probably thinking of five every moment I start to talk to you in the next bit. <laughs> Bless you. Well, I mean, that just, I mean, one of my, you laughed about the, the alphabet. I, I did it more just so I can get the different things I've tried over the last yeah. 30 odd years. But one of my favourites is travelling. Yes. And I reckon I've clocked up 53 countries. And mm-hmm. I only count a country if A, I've actually visited and I've spent a number of hours walking around. If you change okay. or the plane gets fueled there, that doesn't count. No, no, that's just a transfer. Exactly. Yeah. So transfer countries I never include. Mm. And typically as well, whenever I go around different places, I need to have at least one story or something memorable there. Otherwise, oh. it doesn't count again. You know what I mean? So, Brilliant. and I've got, I've got a personal goal before I start pushing up daisies, that I've hit 100 countries and have, you know, stories from each one. Do you think it helps to have these goals? Because it sounds like you do a lot of things, but they're very well thought through. And almost like you said, you have a goal for this and you think of it in terms of the alphabet. I know you go with the flow a lot as well, but do you think it's helpful to have some kind of intentionality around it? Well, if it's important to you, you should have a plan. Yeah. Okay. That's honestly the very, very first thing to do. I'm going to tell you a story. You may have heard it before, but it's a good sort of, well, it's more of a, almost like a parable, I guess. There's a teacher stood at the front of a classroom mm-hmm. and she shows the kids and she says, what's that? And they all go, it's an empty beaker, miss. And then she goes, that's right. Yeah. Puts that down on the table, right? And then she goes and turns behind her and she gets a bag and it's full of ping pong balls. Yeah. And she pours these ping pong balls into the pint glass. Right, and when she and she says to the kids, "What's that?" and they go, "Oh, that's, that's full now, Miss." And she goes, "Or is it?" Yeah. She turns back, and she gets a bag of beads, right? And she gets these beads and pours them in, and of course, they all fall between the ping pong balls. Yeah, in the gaps. And fill up the gaps, right? And she fills that up to the top and puts that down. She goes, "What's that?" And they go, "Now it's full, Miss." And she goes, "Or is it?" And she then turns around and goes back and gets a bag of sand. And she gets the sand, she pours that in, and, of course, that falls between the gaps of the the ping-pong balls and the beads. Yeah, there's still enough room for the sand, even after it seemingly was full. Exactly. And she goes, what's that? Now it's full, miss. And she goes, (laughs) or is it? And she turns back and gets a small jug of water and starts pouring that in. And, of course, the water can then even slip in between the gaps between the sand, the beads, and and the ping-pong balls. And she goes, now it's full, right? Now, why why tell you all this, kids? This is your life. We all start off with the same beaker, okay? Now, we could have put the water in first, and there wouldn't be any room for the – you'd probably get some sand in and a few of the beads, but you won't get all the ping-pong balls in. Yes. Right? If, however, you always look at things that are most important to you as the ping-pong balls, Mm. you always get them into what you're trying to do. Right. And then what's the second most important things is your beads. And then there's always some stuff that we don't want to do or we have to do for other people, right? right? That's your sand and water. Okay. I love that story analogy. What would you say are your main ping pong balls then, Dave? Have you figured those out? They do change depending on what stage of life you are. But I think certainly one of my ping pong balls is my family and relationship with my wife. So I always try and make time for those. Yeah. 
other ones, well, still at the moment, I still need to work. I mean, I, I could sell up everything and, yes. and we could have a, a very simple life and, and whatever, whatever, but there's there's a lot more I want to achieve. Yeah. So that's why I still stay in business in different yes. ways. So it is an important yeah. ping pong ball, but it, again, it's structured and it only contains a certain amount of my volume. Yeah. And then the, the other is is some of the activities that I want to do. Yes. And that's how I start to fit so many different activities in a week. I love setting myself a challenge that says, right, if I can't say I've had a great weekend, right, on a Monday morning, then I'm letting myself down. No one else, just me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I literally, because I mean, I, I like to, depending on who I'm working with on a regular basis or whatever at the time, mm. uh, we always try and compare notes on a Monday. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's a case, and it's never a brag. It's just to try to be inspiring other people. And do you know the, the, what you said about how only, you know, if you think about your weekend and it wasn't, and it's a bit of a disappointment, it's only kind of disappointment to yourself and not kind yeah. of like you're not comparing it with someone else. I think that's a huge thing because do we really need to compare? So we might say, you know, might meet a colleague on a Monday morning and say, oh, what did you do at the weekend? That's just a nice conversation to have. But like you said, are you happy with what you did? And is that good enough for you? And that's all that really matters, isn't it? It is. It is. It doesn't matter if they went to Monaco for the weekend, they watched the Formula One mm-hmm. and I had models dripping off them with champagne and whatever yeah. else. Okay. That's great. But knowing that, does that actually have a negative impact on your life? No. You've just met a colourful character, right? Yeah. Somebody could have turned around and, and spent the whole weekend just watching films or, or a box set or something. They wanted to binge watch something. Now, mm. depending on your own personality, that may be an absolute dream or an, a complete nightmare. Yeah? Yeah. It's your own perspective, so it doesn't matter. And if they did nothing, that's kind of up to them. Yeah? Yeah. I think it is a little bit about just being intentional about how you spend your time. So even if it is doing the box set binge and saying, do you know what, this Saturday, I've worked so hard all week, this Saturday, I'm just going to binge, you know, whatever series it is. And you've planned it and you do it and you've enjoyed it. And then on Monday morning, when you talk to somebody else, you still feel good about it because you had planned it. It's what you wanted to do. Whereas another weekend, you might have, you know, a load of activities, a bit more like yours, Dave, where you go, you know, do your instructing and diving, and then you might go and meet, you know, one of your foster children or something. And that's because you've planned it, you'll be happy with it Monday morning, whichever one it was. Is that right, do you think? That's, that's exactly it. But also, if I can inspire anybody from this podcast, let's not just live for the weekend. Mm. When we start talking about this list, and perhaps we'll have a bit of roulette and you start calling out letters and I'll just tell you a couple of things that I've done or or, or I am doing. But don't don't see your life as just weekends because you've got you're slogging your guts out for work all all week long. Slog your guts out for work if that's what you want to do. And this is this is again your podcast and your Mm. the ethos I think you're pushing in many ways. And I think that's this is absolutely bang on. All right. Mm. But, you know, you should only be doing this. And I mean, I've got a bit of a pipeline idea that I want to to come out with some sort of book or something. OK. And it's going to be taught something like I choose or something. So never, ever say somebody says, oh, I've got to do this. Right. Because that's rubbish. Unless somebody's holding a gun to your head, you do not have to do anything. OK. You choose. Now, if you choose to put work first, then that's on you right? Yeah. For good or bad, I'm yeah. just saying you've chosen that. 
right? If you say, right, work want me to work on Saturday morning, which I'm actually going to do tomorrow, yeah. right? This is recorded on a Friday night, but I've chosen to do that, yes. right? No one's told me I've got to, otherwise I'm, you know, I'm out of work or I'll lose the contract or whatever else, right? I've chosen to do it because I could still turn around to me if I wanted to and saying, actually, I can't make it, right? So I've chosen it. Yeah, like physically, you can choose not to be there or be there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So let's break out of the habit of saying, oh, I've got to do this, oh, I've got yeah. to do that, right? You choose to listen to your spouse or your parents or your siblings or your children, and you choose to act on that. Yes. So that makes a massive empowering difference. You know, and that's why I want to do some sort of book again to try and expand on some of the stuff that I want people to think about. Do you know what I find? I find that even if I say it out loudly, and I might say, say if I had, oh, I've got a contract that I need to get done for a client. So I might say that. I might say, I've got a contract that I have to get done for a client. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds very different to saying, I've got a contract that I want to work on today to get done for my client. Correct. How heavy or how light it feels and how... I feel about even doing it changes just by the words I used in telling someone else about it. Exactly. So that's what you're describing, isn't it? You're describing like we have even a choice in how we think about things. Yes. It could be the same exact thing. Like, right, Dave, say if I needed the loo right now and I said, Dave, let's take a pause on this podcast. I need to go to the loo. Or I could say, Dave, let's take a pause on this podcast because I'd like to go to the loo or I want to go to the loo. Exactly. It's so interesting how it just changes how that feels. If I said I need to, I feel like I'm imposing on your time, Dave. I feel like, you know, something's gone wrong that shouldn't have happened. Um, we're doing a podcast and that's not a good thing. Whereas if I say I want to go to the loo, it kind of creates a space between me and my need and also doing something that's very normal. And yeah, yeah I'm sure you'd be happy to wait a few minutes. It just sounds and feels different, even though you've not even had a chance to respond to it yet. Correct. And this is, this is it. Stop trying to change the world around you. Mm. How about you just change you? Yeah, that's that's very empowering. And if you can do that, and this leads me on to, to the next part then, you see, because yes, I, I started to say about, right, so some people just live for the weekend. Yes. And that's perfectly fine. If, if that's what you want to do, you choose to do that, okay? But what about the other five nights a week? Even if, you know, you're at work at seven in the morning and you work till six at night and you're doing this, 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 and you're flat out. Yeah. What are you doing at the rest of the other five nights, of, you know, those five nights of the week? Yeah, because pretty much nobody will be working from seven in the morning until Correct. 12 at night. So, like, that doesn't happen, not in not in the Western world anyway. <laughs> I don't know if it... Or if you are, I would suggest that you reassess yes. how effective you are as well. Yes. And also think about... Those ping pong balls. Correct. Have you just got one massive tennis ball in there trying to jam it in when it's not working? Or have you actually got uh, three ping pong balls or four ping pong balls that fit in the jar? Correct. So you're stretching yourself beyond, you know, what you really should be. Exactly. I think that's a lot of that's a lot of what the thinking behind this podcast and just thinking about living life on your own terms. First, we need to identify our own terms. And that's why I love to speak to people like you who seem to have thought through what their own terms are before trying to you know, defend them and, and like live by them. So when we start going through, I don't intend to cover every single thing I ever have done all of this. But all I'm going to say is, how, how did I do it? Well, you know, if I look at my week, 
Monday night, recently I was just started going to the gym with my son, which is brilliant. And we do that or we end up doing some other bits and pieces. As soon as the weather starts getting a little bit better, Tuesday nights after work, I want to go down to the local uh, stand-up paddleboard club. Yes. We've got 25 minutes up the road. It's just that bit too dark at the moment yes. um, when they Maybe. open up at six. Yeah. But that's Tuesday nights. Every Wednesday, unless I'm in Devon, and I'll talk about that another time perhaps, but Wednesdays I'm at uh, the local swim baths working with my sub-aqua club where I'm training individuals on how to learn how to dive. Thursday night, most Thursdays we're out doing diver training on the theory side. So we've got, you know, to to back that up as well. Friday nights, it's seeing friends or tonight we're off seeing one of the foster children because it's a special birthday for him. And then then the weekends, you know, I'd say 50% of the time, a Saturday morning, I'm either diving one of the local quarries or I'm away with the club diving, you know, having some fun there. Or I'm away with my wife down in Devon because we've got a little place. You know, I mean, last year we spent a third of the year down there because I can work from there as well, you see. Yes. And, of course, what are we doing down there? Well, I'm out in the sea paddleboarding or I'm taking the dog for long walks on the beach because the beach is only a couple of minutes walk from the house. We've also got a load of different national trusts, so we're members of national trusts. We do that on Saturday or Sunday. And even nice. if we're in the Midlands, then somewhere like on Sundays, we'll do something like that potentially. The Sunday nights, I normally get together with my son and, and my son-in-law and we're playing board games. Or we oh, do, wow, that's nice. With a bigger group of us, there's, we play D&D. And, and, and there's, you know, there's a load of things there. And then we're back on to Monday again. So that's what a typical week looks like. That's a, just a typical week. But yeah. then on top of that, We'll have weeks away where we're down in Devon with a family and we're off paddleboarding or doing bits and pieces of hiking. Also, during that week, if for whatever reason I can't do one of those activities or it's it's been cancelled, you can probably see behind me, although it's gone a bit dark now, I play the guitar or the drums. Yes, yeah. And so I make the most of those sort of things. As a family, we do escape rooms. You know what I mean? So there's lots and lots of things that we, we enjoy doing. So can I ask you a question about this? Right, so you do all of these different things. Now, they sound like very, like, wholesome things to do and a good range of things to do, a good variety there. But one thing that I think, I don't I don't want to speak for other people, but I feel like one thing that occurs to me is, do you get tired now? You know, in one sense, you might think, oh, this sounds like a really long list of things that could be quite tiring. But it doesn't sound like you get tired from them. Do they energize you? What's your story about this? Personally, if I'm doing, if I'm doing activities that I enjoy, and I'm lucky that I also happen to enjoy my work as well. Yes. Uh, oh, that's another thing. Oh, yeah. So every morning I'm up. Depending if I'm traveling to London, that's really early. And I do start to find that tiring. But the rest rest of the time when I'm working, especially if I'm working from home, you know, I'm up at seven, washed and changed. I'm taking the dog for a walk. I grab a bite to eat. And at eight o'clock, I'll start work. And I'll, I'll power through that till around about lunchtime. I've got Sutton Park up the road where I'll take the dog for a 40-minute run around Sutton Park. Well, he does the running, I do the walking. Yeah. Just recently, we've just been joined by, I've been joined by my daughter and her son. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife joins as well at times. And then I'll I'll be back, try and grab something to eat, work through the, the afternoon. And then, you know, when I'm ready, I'm finishing there. I'll often, as I finish work, I've got one of those VR headsets at Christmas. Yes. Okay. So before tea, 
I'll try and fit in playing on that bit, some boxing or some exercise of some sort. Oh, nice. And then I've got the evening activities, you know, assuming I can fit it all in. So do you actually keep your activities on review then? So that are they energizing or are they draining? And then if it's something you'd find tiring, you take it out of your list. Is that how it works? Well, if you, you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? Yeah. End of. But do you know, I know you make it sound like common sense, but do you know the number it of people? I think, I think, because you make everything seem quite like common sense or surely that's the thing. But actually, I think there's a lot of activities that people just continue to do just because they've been doing them. We are all creatures of habit. Yes, that's what it is. If you're a person who has four or five nights in front of the TV and you do a couple of things at the weekend, and if you're happy, turn off now. Or maybe listen, still listen to Faber, not me. But <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, if you're happy with that, great. If you feel as though there's something a little bit missing, introduce a new habit. Yeah. Now, it could be, because I mean, I, I haven't mentioned that the summer months I'll, I'll spend time, because I've got loads of bits and pieces of gardening I do and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And I'm just driving my wife mad today because I'm going, actually, I'm going to try a little bit of aquaponics this year and I want to do this and I want to do that. And that's another story. We're not going to that now. But the point is I, I like to have lots of ideas. And yeah. I've got, if you like, a lot of itches I need to scratch. So there's that. But for individuals who do spend a fair bit of time watching TV and they feel a bit depressed, mm. take some action. Now, even if you just do say to yourself, right, okay, this weekend I'm going to do two things, three things, right? Or specifically look at it, everything stops in our house when the rugby starts, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. yes. So, so we, the, the nation's uh, won. And in fact, last weekend, Lady W and I went down and watched England versus Italy. So it was fantastic, yeah? We really yeah. enjoyed it at Twickenham. And again, that was something else that Lady W had always wanted to do. So we went, right, let's find a time for it. And we, we fitted it in. And it's, it's a great way of working together as a, a unit yeah. and identifying and she knows how awful I am when it comes to wanting to try loads of different things. And she's always saying, right, if you're going to take that up, you're going to have to get rid of something else. And I, <laughs> yes, sometimes, to, yeah, I've got a full garage. I, I, I won't bore you. <laughs> I think you need to clone yourself and then you could just do everything at the same time and do lots more of it. Cause I think, That's it. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. my secret? Well, I, I have a 40 hour day. How long's yours? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. But it, it, I could do me 40 hours a day. Yeah. That's for sure. And I think you'd make the best use of them as well. You know, the way that I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. But all, all I'm trying to do is inspire people to say, right, look, you don't have to have something going on every night and, and a couple of nights a week. Just chilling out in front of the box is, is brilliant. But when it becomes all you do, personally, I think that's less healthy. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting down in front of the TV, but you're following a particular passion, I don't know, you could be into your history, so you're watching loads of World War II film yeah. stuff or whatever, and you're learning up on that stuff. Brilliant. If you're then turning around and, and saying, well, actually, I'm doing an open university course, yeah. and this this fantastic, I, I completely applaud that. Because at least you've got a purpose. Yes. But if you want to tell me that your purpose is because you need to understand what's going on in five different soaps, <laughs> I, 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 I just 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 question yourself if, if that's the best use of your time. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. way I fit so much stuff in is for many years I've done a lot of project management. It's on the IT side. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if I'll have enough time today, but if yeah. you don't mind coming back on the podcast again, I mean, this is like everything we've talked about today has been about your life and how you fit all of the those ping pong balls in, right? Yeah. And one of those ping pong balls is your work and you're a business coach and business mentor. And as inspiring as you are in all of the other things you do outside of work, 
you know, that's just a flavor of how inspiring you'll be as a business coach to work with. So I think that's something I'd love to talk to you a bit about. And if you'd be happy to come back another time on the podcast, then I'd love to explore a bit more of that as well. If you're happy to listen, I'll gladly talk for hours. Oh, I just get to pick your brain on all of your ideas. (laughs) So, of course. Well done to you for starting this podcast. I think it's fantastic and encouraging, inspiring other people to take hold of, of things and really push your head. So good on you. Yeah, I don't have all the answers. And I've only, you know, recently, I'd say in the last four years, started to try to live life on my own terms. And part of that journey is identifying that I need to identify what my own terms are. What is it I want? And we change these things. It's like you said quite early in the podcast, that these things change, your ping pong Mm. balls change. And it's always about reviewing and things. And I think speaking to you today, again, has inspired me. So I hope it's inspired my listeners. So thank you, Dave, for coming on the podcast. I think we're going to wrap it up for today, but with fingers crossed that you will be back if that's if that's something you'd be open to. I'll wait for the invite. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Lord Wilkes. Thank you so much, Fahima. There we go, the first episode in the bag. I really enjoyed that conversation with Dave today. I'm sure you can probably imagine Dave and I can talk for hours. So (laughs) hope you guys enjoyed it too. And please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to hear more from Dave, then you can find him on his LinkedIn. He's David Wilkes. That's W-I-L-K-E-S. David Wilkes. And on his LinkedIn, you'll find more information about the work he does as a business coach and mentor and project manager. And you can also see bits about what he gets up to in his alphabet of activities. So in the words of my history teacher from secondary school, if you have been, thank you for listening. Catch you on the next pod.